2: This is Paul Hawkesby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We're making a welcome return to the studio with singer-songwriter, Genoa and Arsenal fan, Jack Savaretti. He's got a new yeah, album He was on good form, wasn't mm. he? Nice to see him again. Um, we also chatted to James Jelly. James is the Sunderland fan you've been reading about this week has gone from Wearside to Wembley for the playoff final tomorrow via Menorca because it was cheaper. He's had quite the adventure and he told us all about it and we had a bit of a chat did we, we? did, yeah. As always. So we bring you that. Here's the best bits of today. It's six minutes past one. Good
3: afternoon everyone. Good afternoon Andy. Good afternoon Paul and uh, yeah I went to the bridge last night for yeah. a, a Chelsea against Leicester. It was a real template of Chelsea's season basically. Yeah. 20 shots at goal. Two for Leicester, and then and the game ends up one-one. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit groundhog day, not it? Dog, die, it does. Yeah, it, it just drives you mad, really. They played all right, you know. I thought even Lukaku played okay, you know. And if Pudisic had put it in, it would have been a good. Oh yeah, miss. I saw what that. A miss. Yeah, I saw honestly. the highlights. I, I, if I was Butsic's dad, I'd stop tweeting. Stop saying my son should be in the team. Have a look at what he's done in the last three games, and then still think if you want to tweet that tweet. Yeah. Because honestly, really, they need they obviously need to do some good recruiting and some good trading. Really, once they can, hopefully.
2: Now um, we're going to come on the other games in a moment. Last mm. night, but the um, while you were there, you got a you got a bit. Um, Well, I don't know if bored's the right word, but you you found other things to do while the game was on. I was was
3: kind of joking with you, but I said to you at halftime, God, that game is so bad, I think I'm going to listen to Fisherman's Blues. Yeah, that's right, we often often have a listen (laughs) to
2: Fisherman's Blues for uh, Clips of the Week. (laughs) And um, yes, Andy did say, uh, he said, yes, the game has been so poor, I think I'm going to listen to Fisherman's Blues second half. I said, still, third secured and you can go to Brentford for the crunch game with Leeds. And you said, true, I'm now fully behind the Environment Agency and their Clean Rivers policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've clearly taken in Fisherman's Blues. So we're just interested, is there? have you ever done anything else during the match while it was actually on? You've gone to the game, maybe it didn't. Maybe you're 4-0 down after 25 minutes or for whatever reason it wasn't quite holding your interest and you thought, do you know what, I'll get that done while I'm here because I'm clearly mm. not that engaged with the I bet match. Andy Smart does wordle when he goes to watch Farnborough. <laughs> your ongoing wordle battle <laughs> with Andy Smart, he's doubled down on you as I, I, I said he would so uh, do let us know so stuff you did at the game kind of when the match didn't uh, completely hold your attention what was it talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J yeah, I was obviously Burnley was the main game, so I was rely I relied on highlights, mm. Everton and, and the score flashes. but what like a turnaround. brilliant game! Absolutely bonkers, and Alley finally paid out. He came yeah, on and made a real well difference second That's half, good. so I was delighted for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And Michael
3: Keane's finish—I think he's been watching videos mm. of Erling Haaland. It was very Ireland yes, night. but you know, I'm not a big fan of over celebrating, staying up. I mean, mm. you know, all right, I it's understand, it. it's, it's relief, Andy. It, it, it's it. not celebrating. Well, it's it. relief. It's a sort of relief, but I thought <clears> it, you know, the play and it all looked a bit like they were celebrating and I think to myself you know and, and Lampard says is the best night of my career and all this stuff I'm not sure about all that you know they should never have been in this position I know with the squad but that's not got.
2: the way you look at it in the moment when you've been 2-0 down at half time and you win 3-2 no, it's you, a wonderful turnaround I'm not saying up. that yeah of course I can, I can completely understand it i sort of
3: can i think i <laughs> i can understand being pleased i can't yeah. understand over celebrating
2: something like that well, when you, you should know, really god think forbid yourself, you find yourself in a situation oh, right. where you've got to you know you've got to win on the last day or the penultimate well, day it, yeah, to sure. stay up i mean yeah. it's it's quite alien to you these days no, but it's true. should be quite alien to everton really which well, is something point, we will yeah. discuss later on with an evertonian because this you don't want this happening again it's happened a couple of times isn't it 2004 mm. 2008 They've gone down at the wire a few times and, and managed to, to turn... Was it 90 was 94, wasn't it, the Graham-Stewart game? Yeah, because so, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I
3: think it's going to be hard for them next season, I do. You know, They'll do well to keep both Richarlison mm. and Calvert-Lewin. I think other clubs will be sniffing around those two.
2: Yeah. So we will talk a bit about it a little bit later on. <clears throat> so it's in Burnley's hands with their superior goal difference, mm. isn't it, really? Um, so it's just that match-up yeah, of the weekend. I can,
3: honestly, I, I can't see Leeds going to Brentford and getting much. Brentford are good and... Leeds on.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're probably giving up your Chelsea tickets to, um, to your son and his son to, to go and yeah, watch I'll, the Brentford uh, game.
3: Yeah, I wanted my grandson to go. Yeah, and this this will be his third game, and it's good. He's really into it. So I thought, well, I'll let him have my ticket. And uh, it's a lot riding on, on sure your I'll one, isn't it? Panned for doing that, but never hmm. mind. Yeah, and, it's a uh, nice thing to do. And uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to go and because Brentford Leeds could be quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, will be
1: very exciting. I'm sure. The hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: For me,
1: that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom
4: worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Got some
2: huge games this weekend, including uh, the uh, League One playoff, mm. Sunderland versus Wickham. We'll look at the game from a Wickham perspective later on. But first, you're probably aware of James Jelly. is the uh, Sunderland fan who realised it was cheaper to fly or che- cheaper to get to uh, Wembley from uh, Wearside via Menorca. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a very
3: amusing story, but it's also an indictment on how expensive it is to travel around Britain on trains.
2: No, and no, absolutely like that. true. Uh, he, he's still in Menorca. I've just seen some tweets from him. He's he's just tucking into some tapas, reasonably priced. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Wow, I mean, what an adventure you've had! It's, it, uh, look, oh, it's it, been amazing. Yeah, I mean, where, when did you first realise that <clears throat> this was a viable alternative just to getting a train or a plane down to awesome. uh, London?
5: Yeah it was last week. Um, I was sitting in the cricket club and all the, all the lads were going down either by coach or train or getting a bus down. Uh, and the money they were paying, it, you know, it was ridiculous. And I thought I fancy flying. I didn't want to sit on a train. I didn't want to sit on a coach. Um, and when I looked, it was 160 quid, uh, British airways flight straight down. And then a few, you know, drop downs later came across this one to Mahon 23 pound fly here and then get a connection down to Stansted. Um, and I thought, well, I'll get an overnight stay. <laughs> it <It'll
2: laughs> oh, take you know, longer to get from Stansted to, to Wembley who wouldn't then, want to do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Andy's right. Probably will <laughs> take you longer to get from Stansted to Wembley. That's a bit of a schlep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. no, you get the train at Liverpool Street, you'll be fine. The So it's nice. The Sunderland family I see from Twitter stepped up. Somebody, uh, another Sunderland fan who lives uh, in Menorca, um, uh, reached well, out yeah, to you. He
5: yeah, he's not a Sutherland fan, he's an Arsenal fan. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Charlie McDonald. yeah, mm. yeah, just met him on Twitter. Um, he just said, I'll buy you a beer if you're over here. 10 minutes away. And uh, yeah, he, he picked me up in his car. and yeah, we came uh, to the hotel. We had a beer together last night and I'm seeing him again today before I, before I fly back. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so- and I was saying to him, just, you know, the, the people on Twitter have been amazing, you know, arranging lifts for me when I get down there and, you know, they're stepping up and yeah, we're all, we're all coming together.
3: I mean, you've had a fun few days, but presumably it it's cost you now what it would have cost you to get down here. But you have had a holiday, so fair enough.
5: That, that, yes. I mean, that, you know, my point has been taken out of context a little bit. Yes, mm. I was saving money on the, you know, and I knew I was going to spend money being here, but it was the fact I'm having a little mini holiday. Yeah, you know, yeah. I haven't even been here 24 hours, and I feel like I've been here three days. I've sat in the sun all day, I've had a beer, I've had some tapas. You know, a, for a wonderful 50 time, quit. exactly. So you've a wonderful got to, to a A dip, dip in the pool. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where have you stayed? What, what sort of was you? You were in a hostel, weren't you?
5: I went and ended up staying in a hotel. Oh, in the end. Um, there was a couple of other lads on Twitter that was in the hotel, so I went over to them. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I stayed there, and I've che- checked out this morning. Um, and now I'm just down Marhon Marina, looking at looking at all the yachts before. How I you get, How up. are
3: you getting back to
5: Sunderland? Are you going back the way you came? <laughs> uh no i wish, I was. I, wish yeah. I was um no i'm getting a lift back up uh, um okay from yeah from london i'm staying with my grandparents my family's from down there oh, um really. so i'm getting a, i'm getting a lift back up home
2: did you know um menorah before you've been before
5: uh i think i've been yeah i've been before but i don't know the area well enough to to know exactly where i'm going mm-hmm. um my whole plan was just to stay overnight i was just gonna find a bar nearby go for a walk in the morning and just sleep in the ho- uh, sleep in the airport. Right. Um, but it, it closed at half twelve at night, so that went out the window.
2: And you sold this mm. to the the gaffer to your uh, your fiance Victoria as a, as a cheaper <laughs> way of doing it. So, thinking with the beers and the tapas and now the hotel, and and has it has it turned into be a touch more expensive or not?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, of course it has. Yes. Mm. Um, the drinks not so much because uh, the hotel I went to, the people that were staying there were all inclusive, so they've been getting me drinks. Um, so <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah, so it's saved, great. That, so that saved me more money. Um, yeah. But no, it has. Yes, it, yeah, you know. But I, I'm on holiday. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, I know in the grand scheme of things it may be more expensive, or but you know, I've I came away aboard and I've had a night away. Um, yeah, and I've had I've had a good time.
3: What about the match itself? What are you expecting?
5: I'm I'm confident this time. Um, I've been nervous before. Cholton, uh, Portsmouth, sorry. Um, I wasn't so confident with them. Um, yeah, but this one, I think our fans are more up for it. We've seen more organised under Alex Neal. Um, yeah, and I think we're well up for it, especially with how many fans we're taking. I think, yeah, it's going to be a right atmosphere tomorrow.
2: Yeah. I, guess, I mean, the, I mean, there's jeopardy on both clubs because obviously both clubs want to get out of the division. But yeah, there is a desperate... I mean, Wickham have been out, but there's a desperation for... For Sunderland, I think Mm. to get out of this division, there is,
5: there is. I know it's, I know it's. You know, I don't want to say the big club mentality, but I I think we're too big, big of a club to be in this division. Mm. Um, You know, we need to be back into the well into the Premier League, but Championship at the very least. So, um, yeah, we we need we need to get up tomorrow. We have to.
2: It's going to be tight because you had a a three-all draw at their place, didn't you? Um, In so, yeah. Look, they're a good
5: side and with a
2: good manager, so it's going to be a tough old game
5: that's correct but i just feel you know at wembley big open pitch i just i just think we'll do it this time i really do i think i think the fans will play their part um yeah i i, I think it's yeah i think we're going to win this one
2: i think it's going to mm. pens sorry <laughs> sorry james it's going all the way this i um i know mickey gray won't be watching he won't be able to really no gray. but yeah it's, i just think it's going to be there's so much
5: riding on this it's going to be uh oh, going to be yes. a so, nerve so,
3: why Sunderland for you because you don't
5: sound like a local no no i'm from uh london but I was uh wimbledon growing up um and then they sort of went under to afc wimbledon um mk dons came on the scene and at that time i was moving up north um, so I sort of came up with no club, um, and I just took the, the passion of the Sunderland people uh, I, from the very get go. You know, um, they took me under their wing, and yeah, just the passion up here is like I've never ever seen before in the Northeast for football. Um, yeah, so it's been 16, 17 years now since I moved up, and wow. yeah.
2: And are you a regular then at uh, Stadium Light? Like you go to the games?
5: Uh, yeah, go to the games. I'm not a <clears> season ticket holder. Um, it's harder having a family now you, you can't sort of have every other Saturday away hmm. um, but when I can I go also play cricket as well sometimes so I'm there every other Saturday um, and so you yeah, obviously a bit... got
2: a ticket for the match I take it oh yes yes <laughs>
5: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well brilliant what an adventure and so what's, what's the, story. what time's your flight um back
5: 445 today
2: okay this afternoon so you'll be getting into oh, so you'll get okay right fine so you've got the evening. In London and then uh, off to the match?
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to be in Trafalgar Square tonight. Oh, um, <laughs> I am. I am debating getting a later flight home tonight. Um, <laughs> Is that going to cost you any more? Yeah, well, It's going to cost me an extra £32. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind paying it. Um, just have a full day here. But I'll be getting in at, like, midnight. But... Um, yeah, I, I'm yeah still, don't risk I'm, I'm going to literally decide in, in the next hour. Happening and then you miss yeah, what about that? No, you I don't want that. I'd get over if I was you. That'd be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If
2: all the flights are cancelled, that, Can yeah. that would least, be a disaster. At yeah, If this one gets
5: cancelled, yeah, that's
3: true. Watch your game in a bar in Menorca? Yeah, obviously.
2: well, <laughs> is there a Sunderland <laughs> supporters club Menorca,
5: or <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard of one. No.
2: Well, good to talk to you, James.
4: Quite the adventure.
2: A good story. And look, enjoy the match at the weekend tomorrow.
4: Nice one. All Thank you best. very much. Take care.
2: Cheers. Bye-bye. James Jelly there. Um, it's uh, We're side to Wembley via Menorca. And of course, we'll bring you that game live tomorrow. All the build up from the box park at Wembley. Dan Wynn and Ian, Ian Holloway. <clears throat> um, and then we'll bring you the game live. Three o'clock kickoff Sunderland versus Wickham. And we'll look at the game from a Wickham perspective a little bit later on. Adrian Durham will be with you tomorrow from two to build up to that game. Exciting! Um, You've been reacting to our chat with uh, Chief Constable Mark Roberts earlier on about the pitch invasions. Um, Start of next season says Steve, the nervous Leeds fan, uh, all the grounds that have a pitch invasion in the last couple of days should have a one home match behind closed doors and for every invasion, two home games. I think you've almost got to set the parameters Mm. before you do stuff like that uh, and give the warning. Uh, This is coming Mm. from James, the Forest fan, Paul and Andy, we just want to say as Forest fans, we are disgusted by the idiot at the city ground on Saturday. We all love Billy Sharp. 24 weeks imprisonment in our eyes was not enough. Just a note, Forest fans have put together a Just Giving page to raise money for a charity of Billy Sharp's choosing. It has raised £13,500 so far for a children's hospice in South Yorkshire. Please share this. We're happy to do that. I mean, I think we all... Are aware that Forest fans uh, generally are good people, and then he was an outlier. So um, it's a lovely touch by the Forest fans. I'm sure it's appreciated by. Billy he Shaw. must
3: really regret it, though. What a stupid thing to do! I mean, he's a season ticket holder. They could be in the Premier League. He's going to be banned for ten years. He won't be able to go to the club. I mean, he must be sitting there thinking, what could be missing out on watching him in the Premier for...
2: League potentially? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Dan the Villa fan says Guys uh, Just a thought Why not block off The first three or four rows Of the stadium To help slow down Or prevent the surge of fans Entering the field Giving Stewart's police A chance to get into a position To stop that surge of fans I suppose If you're talking about League one playoffs And stuff uh, Or Mm. league two That's a lot of revenue You're giving up I mean I know There's a trade off and As we mentioned To To uh, The chief constable there, that you know Andy Holt, saying today this is a kind of a a revenue disaster for clubs because they're going to have to up stewarding, up policing, and if you start taking out three rows of seats right along the ground, that's that's more money. It shouldn't be necessary. it it? shouldn't be necessary. You wonder if kind of if if actually going on at the field of play is an offence. You do wonder whether it's almost like a lottery. You know, so if you you go out on the field, you could be arrested. You'd probably be cautioned. But still, we're still a police caution that you could do without, and you've got no because, as Mark told us, it is illegal just to be on the field of play. Mm. I mean, we don't want to be the fun police, but but by the same token, the sort of things that are going on, we do have to do something about it. We can't just say, well, you know, the worst isn't going to happen. Don't worry about it because we've seen some incidents this week that are really worrying. So um, you can keep reacting to that. Your thoughts. Um, Talksport.com Text 81089 Tweet TSH and J Just a very quick one Um, Where's that one Somebody had a suggestion Uh, Where's it gone It'll come back to me Oh yeah Simple for me Bring the players to the tunnel uh, Then blow the whistle In big game Says Ben From Birmingham, who's a Villa fan. Somebody else suggested that. The only thing is, though, the minute you see the referee usher the players on that side of the pitch, people will run on the pitch because they'll know. Also, you know, it only takes a second to score a goal, and you're in a playoff game with 30 seconds left, (laughs) and you'll be. Yes, I'm I'm not standing there. The keep. You know, what if you don't play that game? What if you're that one player that stays (laughs) on the right wing, and it comes to you, and the goalkeeper's already
1: run towards the tunnel? The game's still being played. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
6: I'll be frozen
2: That is Dancing Through the Rain by uh, Jack Savaretti from his uh, new album which is out today and very pleased to say Jack makes a welcome return to the studio. Good to see you again, Jack. Great How to see you? you
6: guys too. I'm really good, man. It's been Thank you a while, me. obviously. We it had has. Two year
2: enforced <laughs> break. That's which is true. Which is when you wrote this album and a lot of it written in lockdown but despite that, and despite everything that's going on and maybe everybody's mindset, it's a very upbeat album, isn't
6: it? Well, it was kind of the soundtrack to the, the perfect soundtrack to the holiday we couldn't go on. And it was sort of, <laughs> I was with my kids at home and I really, what really struck me was I wasn't able to give them the memories that I had when I was their age. And having an Italian father, for me, that was going to Italy for the summer. I was living mm. in London, but the summers, to me, represented the Mediterranean. So I tried to bring the Mediterranean into our house. And by doing that, I discovered there's this, I hate to use the word genre, but there is a certain genre of music in Europe from the 60s up until now that has never really been acknowledged as the same thing. And I started listening to all this stuff that I associated with my holidays and I realized maybe there is something in this. I'd really like to celebrate European music in a way it hasn't been celebrated before. And so that,
2: who, who are those artists? Well, that goes, it's
6: pretty varied. I mean, mm. it goes from sort of Saj Gansberg and, uh, you know, Julio Iglesias to yeah. Daft Punk georgia maroda uh phoenix all these kind of french pop abba you throw in there and all this various stuff you know you can go from gypsy king to to abba Mm. that's european music but it's always kind of associated with glamour escapism heat summer and the mediterranean i really associated a lot of it with the mediterranean so i just thought this would be really fun especially in the time of lockdown where looking out the window was just not enough anymore that i thought let's let's try and create some escapism with this yeah Are you going away in the summer? I am. I'm going to Italy next week, like in two weeks actually, which I can't wait, to Portofino, which is where a lot of this, where the artwork for the album was made Mm. because that's where I grew up. It's in my family. We're from Genova, which is that part of Italy. And so that's very, it's a very close place to my family's heart.
2: Yeah. Lovely. You are a Genoa fan. I mean, you're an Arsenal fan. This is your 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 English club. Yeah, right? I you're always say Gen-
6: I'm a Genoa fan, but I follow Arsenal. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and you were telling some very interesting stuff about Genoa. Andy and I went out and did various things with David Platt when he was at Sampdoria. Yeah. So we've been lucky to... To go there and it is a beautiful place you said it's a kind of well-kept secret it gets a bit of tourism but it's not overly exposed is it?
6: it is a great kept secret and also genoa as a team i mean it's heartbreaking and i say that having just been relegated which is really really heartbreaking i have to be honest um but this is the oldest football club in in italy mm. it's actually genoa cfc genoa cricket and football club founded mm. by an english doctor and it is actually the reason why italian football players refer to their coach as il mister because they had an English coach. Wow. So they were referring to him as mister. And there's an amazing story behind it. There's a great book called Calcio. I'm sure you've mm. read all about the area. Yeah. And the whole section on Genoa is incredible because the coach being English when the war started had to sort of escape mm. because the fascists didn't want him there. So he escaped. I believe he lost his wife in a camp. I, wow. I could be wrong on this. But he actually came back after the war, took over the team again and won the Scudetto. I mean, we've won nine times. Um, so historically, we were great, but unfortunately, now we're back in Serie B. How
2: did the Genoa Cricket Club get on this year? Do we know? They still go They won the <laughs> league. <laughs>
6: They're the only club in the league, I think. <laughs> Cricket never really caught on in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um,
2: obviously, you must have missed uh, playing live, getting out there and playing yeah, I mean. in front of audiences as well. Like every artist, I guess.
6: Yeah, we just did a UK tour, and I have to say, it was the most wonderful experience the most emotional we've ever been during a tour. i think we took a lot of this for granted before you know like a lot of things in life we took for granted before lockdown Mm. but i really noticed that in my from my professional side of life we really took for granted like what it means to see a crowd of people that have traveled (laughs) by any means to be in a room with you so that you can entertain them for an hour and a half i did used to take that for granted i'll admit it i mean i definitely took it too lightly compared to now now i see it and the gratefulness that we felt that the crowd felt and that created a very i hate to use the word energy but it did it created an amazing atmosphere where we were all just so grateful to be there back doing what we love and the crowd back doing what they love which is listening to live music so it was really it was very special
3: Got yeah. a few dates left, which is good.
6: There are a few dates left. We're going to be doing some festivals here in the UK. You probably know better than me because you've got the cheat <laughs> oh, sheet. <I> <laughs> like
3: I've got it right there. <laughs> yes. Off, off the top of my, head, top I of believe, my head, I believe I believe Hampton Court Palace is sold out. Oh. Yeah. We are at Lytham, Carlisle, Halifax. That's in June. Dates in June. Yeah. Inverness, Real, Henley in July. Sunderland, who we've been talking about earlier, in August. And ending up in Hampshire, at Carfest.
6: Yeah, that's going to be amazing. We love doing Carfest. We saw Chris this morning and he's very excited about it already. Scarfest is always a great day out. So that's going to be cool. And then we're doing Europe in the fall. And then we're doing... I mean, I'm very lucky. We, We had to move my Italian dates. We have about 10 dates in Italy. And we had to move them a few times. And they put them in December. Which seemed like a good idea until we realized the World Cup is in December. But <laughs> we're not going to be there. <laughs> so At <laughs> <Italy's> least <laughs> oh, not in the oh, World no. Cup. Unbelievable. No, uh, no, so unbelievable. hopefully people will actually come to the show because I think we would have been playing to empty theaters had we made it to. The I'm trying to find the silver no, lining. Right. I'm trying mean, to find the silver lining of not being at the World Cup.
2: You drafted in uh, some interesting musicians to work on this album as yeah. well, including Nile Rogers came and worked on the track with you. Right?
6: Yeah, because what a lot of people don't realize is now really changed the face of European music. When he, he came over to live in Italy, funnily enough, near Portofino, he played in this club in Santa Margherita called Covo Nordovis, which my father actually used to go to when he was a teenager, uh, and he saw Nal Rogers there playing. And Nal Rogers came over as the musical director for a lot of these clubs in Rome, in Porto in this area, in the, mm-hmm. on the coast, all the cool summer clubs. And all the, the he said there was all these he said there was all these Italian musicians that were begging him to teach them how to sort of sound like Barry White's band and yeah. to sort of get that groove. And he introduced them to disco funk and groove. And that sent ended up changing a lot of the sound of Italian bands, which then changed French bands and German bands. He lived in Berlin for a while. So single-handedly, he changed European music, and I wanted to kind of bring him in as the godfather of Europeana. And when I suggested this to him, I I thought either he's going to hang up the phone and this was a bad idea, or he's going to back it up, and he loved it. And so he came on board, he gave me the sort of seal of approval, and that gave me the confidence to make what is essentially a concept album called Europeana. He's he, on who's
3: hurting Who as well.
6: He's isn't on him? who's hurting who. Which yeah. we're going
2: to play in a minute. And So when it's I'm interested when you've got someone like that and you know he's got a very distinctive sound and you bring him in because oh, yeah. you want what he brings but in your head and in the producer's head you've got an idea of what you want. So do you say to him yeah. just do your thing Nile or do you play in the track or I mean what's the process? I mean for- I would
6: never no. tell <laughs> Nile Rogers like, what that, to tell, <laughs> do.
2: We, well, it must be because you've got a vision of it but it was quite difficult to say yeah, not bad, but could you just <laughs> do it again? <laughs> this time
6: with
1: could feeling. Could you make now. it slightly, <laughs> less, slightly <laughs>
2: less funky? Yeah, oh
6: <laughs> well, I mean, at the amount of times in a studio that I've said, can I try putting some Nal Rogers style guitar down? Yeah. And, you know, we've all done that and failed miserably. That's exactly how this came up because I suggested that. And the guy I was working with, a guy called Mark Ralf, wonderful producer, said, why don't we reach out to Nile and see if he'll do it? Wow. And that's when that's when you know things are going better in your career when yeah. people make suggestions like this. So I said, yeah, sure. So we actually wrote to him initially, and then you you go to Nile to get Nile. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I We always knew that he was going to... And also, like a true pro, he sends you a lot of stuff. Right. He doesn't just do one take and no. say, I'm done. He sent us a, an abundance of material for us to then Brilliant. kind of go through. So it was a true honor. But then he became a bit of a mentor because then lockdown was there and we spoke quite a bit. And he was the one that really gave me the... I used the word courage lightly because it wasn't exactly, you know, <laughs> that brave putting out an album, but he gave me the courage to do something that I believed in which was sort of celebrating a whole genre of European music in one album.
2: We're awaiting news on Harry Kane and just how sick he is, and whether he can play on uh, on Sunday. As a as a man who follows Arsenal, you'll be you'll be hoping he's he's not feeling too good. Not that bad, but I hope Harry's fine.
6: Exactly. I I wouldn't wish ill on anyone, especially live on radio. Maybe when the mics are off. He's giving
3: it to Son as well. Yeah, no. Has it. he? No, no, no. <laughs> Look at that. Breaking news. Just immediately.
6: How oh, has he? Oh, punch <laughs> oh, in the air. Oh, oh well, we'll that see. Would, um, I mean, it's going to be an amazing weekend. It's an incredible yeah. weekend. I mean, the Premiership really, no, and this is as a heartbroken Serie A, man, where the Serie A has really lost a lot of its magic. The Premiership is on fire this year. Yeah. I mean, it's all coming down to the last weekend. It's yeah, great,
2: isn't it? Because we've had years recently <laughs> when there was nothing to be decided yeah, on totally. the last yeah, day. So lot, we've got top lot four. to play for, yeah. The, champ, the title, and indeed relegation. That's so awesome. I think yeah.
3: third place has been secured. Oh, I think, I think it, it was has, right. yeah, narrowly <laughs> last
2: night while <laughs> you were while you were listening to a radio show. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. So we are going to play <laughs> Who's Hurting Who with Nile Rogers featuring on guitar. I take it you play yeah. played guitar. It wasn't on the drums, was he? He plays guitar. <laughs> I know. We, we mixed it up a bit. He's yeah, on the no, flute. No, well, you'd be on my album, but yeah, we'd like you to play the flute. That's the only thing. Well, good to see you again, Jack. You we wish too, you, guys. On the you the album and the single. Thank you so much, man. We played Dancing Through the Rain, uh, Euro- uh, Europeana Encore is the album. That's out today. And uh, we'll play uh, Who's Hurting Who. We'll catch up with you soon. You guys are too kind.
6: Thank you so much, man. Thank
4: you.
1: And Jacobs daily podcast. Andy
2: last night, um fact, he wasn't completely engaged with the game between Chelsea and uh, Leicester. It seemed to be heading the same way as a lot of games, lots of chances, but just the one goal. Um so he, he decided to listen to our good friend Nigel Botherwell I didn't and Fisherman's really Blooms. <laughs> <laughs> well you can listen to that while the game's on. I could
3: have done, but I didn't.
2: Um and you've been telling us the other things you did while the match was on. I was at a hearts match in two thousand ten, I had a season ticket in the main stand, says Kenny. There was an old bloke sat in front of me. We we're having a half time chat, um, and I noticed what appeared to be him sort of scribbling away at something. Mm. So I said, What are you doing? And he said, oh, "I'm just i am sorting out me repeat prescription. <laughs> so during the match. Yeah, 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 well, Enough. Killy versus Hearts um, have we got any others of those uh, guys oh no that was uh, about um, how to stop crowds getting on the pitch what else have we got here um, White Hart Lane in the early 80s there was about six supporters in the 85th minute we would play past the parcel with a hat Each time there was a free-kick corner, etc., the hat would pass on, with 5p being added. The winner was holding the hat at full time, says Don. Not a bad idea. That's a nice idea, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I want to wish Mike Dean uh, a happy retirement. His last
3: game at Chelsea on Sunday. Uh, The fans have been speculating over how many red cards he's going to give out, but I don't think he will. No. uh, Yeah, I mean, I've always... Of Course, like all refs, he's infuriated all of us, but I've always enjoyed the way he referees. Yeah, so I think we're going to miss the guy standing yeah.
2: down for all you know, yeah. I, I, we, we, you know we saw what Stephen Gerrard had to say about John Moss the other day and Martin Atkinson, yeah. etc. And everybody, uh, you know, because it's such I'll, a fast guy, I game won't now. be missing John. No, but <laughs> no, I, no, I But miss. they're really experienced yeah. guys, and I, you know, there's not lots and lots no, of people no. waiting it's, it's to difficult. step up and fill that no. void. So there are some good young refs, definitely, but um, mm. we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Mr Kavanagh I'm a big fan. I think he's a brilliant young ref. Yeah, He's doing Tottenham Norwich at the weekend. Oh you know? <laughs> yes, Tremendous ref and <laughs> I've uh, always you know, been every, a big fan. Every confidence <laughs> yeah. in him. Harry Kane's running yeah. around the field with a bucket. I hope they do yeah. allow that uh, during the match. Anyway, we uh, have really been for...
3: enjoying uh, Matt Scott's graphs which uh, prove that Arsenal actually won the league this year. Oh, I've mean, okay. seen them, they're really marvelous. I
2: haven't seen those Andy. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Paul Hawkesby, and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. You can keep telling us about some of those other things you did while the uh, game was going on. TalkSport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. We spoke to James Jelly earlier on. He is the Sunderland fan who has gone to Wembley from Wearside via Menorca because it was uh, cheaper. He was telling us that he, he can't be a season ticket holder because of family mm. issues. And, you know, he can't give up every other weekend of football with a young family. And Mark on the M62 said, I thought James was quality. He can't have a season ticket and he he can't go to football every other week because he's got a family, but he can clear off on a three day bender to Menorca, <laughs> have a night in Trafalgar Square, and then go to the match. Love Even it. Even playing he says.
3: cricket every week is a very demanding Yeah. Have you saw this, finally, this photo of hmm. Eric Ten Hag uh, arriving in Manchester or leaving Manchester HQ? It's all, it's all green. I don't know if he's a massive fan of green. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it was a, a bit of a tint on the photo, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> he's, well, he's in all green.
3: You like he's wearing a green suit in a green car. Then if United Second gets it, Paddy Power got hold of him
2: already,
1: <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? Didn't take him long to sort that sponsorship deal out. Maybe he's off to Celtic after this. Who knows? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
2: Time then for a week of sport on TV. As always, in the company of the King of Overnights, Martin Kellner joins us. Good afternoon,
4: Martin. Good afternoon, boys. You okay?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. I think we're going to start with it on, on a serious note, aren't we? The good, drama so. uh, mm. during the week, Jim White was talking to. Um, talking about this uh, during the week yeah. tell us
4: more yeah well Floodlights it was a, a drama on BBC Two a very tough watch I have to say not because you know normally it's a tough watch because you, you, you're tense about what might happen this was very harrowing because you knew you knew what was going to happen and exactly how horrendous it was it basically it's a story of Andy Woodward who mm. was the guy who uh former Sheffield United and Bury uh, defender he went public on the abuse that, he, that he'd suffered as a young footballer and very much opened the floodgates for lots and lots of uh, players young players you know who'd been abused at that stage in their career and as I say difficult to watch but well covered i have to say you know because the full horror of it clearly wasn't shown on the tv hmm. but later he made a uh, andy woodward made a statement to the police and it's covered in that he goes through exactly, exactly how horrendous it all was uh, on a daily basis uh, from this uh, monstrous uh, character, Barry uh, Burnell. Um, there's been a bit of criticism because it, it doesn't cover the whole, you know, it doesn't cover the story of all the other victims. There hmm. were lots of victims, they're not covered. It doesn't cover the story really of the football people, managers, et cetera, who uh, turned a blind eye. Um, or really didn't want to know about what was going on. Uh, although that is hinted at actually in the early scenes uh, in the drama. Um, so, but it's very much about Andy Woodward and the fact that he was a tortured character later on in life he was playing. We start off seeing him playing for uh, for Berry. Uh, Neil Warnock was manager of Berry at the time. And, you know, Neil Warnock, lots of fine qualities, but not the guy you would look for for nuance, tre- or anyone in football, really, at the mm. time, football manager, for nuanced treatment of a uh, you know a psycho- psychologically damaged player, really, um, but physically they kept very close to Neil Warnock. Mm. Um, uh, Danny Taylor was the Guardian journalist; his story's in it as well. Mm. He was the guy who persuaded Andy Woodward to um, you know to go public on this great performances all round Gerard Kearns as the adult uh, Andy Woodward Um, and it very you know covered very much the sort of haunted character that he had in those days Jonas Armstrong as the horrendous uh, Barry Bunnell and you saw you know in the early stages of the drama you saw the the grooming process where Mm. he gets to know the parents and gets to become friendly with the parents uh, of of Andy Woodward Uh, and it's all very believable you know you don't find yourself thinking very much, you know, why did they let, you know, why did they let Barry Bennell have such contact? Because you could see what was going on. So, you know, great performances that, because it's hard, I think, to, you know, to make a drama about such a, you know, such a horrendous case. Uh, And the kid as well, Max Fletcher, who played uh, young Andy, very, very good. And it's sort of, the BBC are currently making a drama about uh, Jimmy Savile with Steve Coogan. And and people have thought, what? Because we know Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge and all that. But it sort of fills you with a certain amount of hope that it's going to be uh, a worthwhile, uh, you know, piece when it eventually uh, yeah. appears. So, uh, so a, a difficult, difficult watch, but watching. but, um, oh, but yeah. an important mm. one,
2: and, and 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 very well done, you tag Brilliantly Reagan, done, to, I would you're... say. Brilliantly done. It's on I okay.
4: iPlayer now. It was on TV on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would have missed it because they were actually watching football on, yeah. uh, uh, you know, on other channels. But well worth uh, seeking out on okay. uh, on iPlayer.
2: Uh, drink it in the Manchester City documentary you've been watching on Sky.
4: Yeah, really good. Enjoyed that as well. Um, I tell you what, I enjoyed about this particularly the the sort of testimony of the players who were at City. As it was changing, is it you know about two thousand eight, hmm. two thousand and nine, uh, realizing that um, that I think it was uh, Micah Richards who said, uh, "I realized they were bringing better players in," hmm. which you know for the fan. Great, you know, Rubinho has been signed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But for Micah Richards, his immediate thought was better players are coming now. Am I going to be out of the team? (laughs) And Neda Manoa as well, who Mm. was saying, you know, he realised it was time to move on because the team. And he has a great anecdote about. Um he's he's passing the ball to I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he's he's passing the ball to to David Silver. Mm. Um but basically he doesn't pass to him because there's somebody on David Silver's back. Mm. And David Silver comes to him afterwards and says, Why didn't you pass to me? And he says, Well, I saw there was somebody on you. He says, No, that's exactly when I want you to pass to me, because Obviously I can uh, you know I can get around the player yeah. because it, it was that just that sort of upgrade in the quality of players that City yeah. were bringing in when yeah, the- A bit like uh, Newcastle
3: the, players, I should mention. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think, think that's a similar scenario, pl- yeah, at the moment. There'll
4: be players at Newcastle now thinking uh, exactly that. Yeah. You know, when the, but it was uh, yeah, it was fun, and Noel Gallagher has um, in it, and you can always expect uh, a colourful uh, take on the situation from yeah. him. He said, Manchester City was a club continually swirling and about to go down the toilet. <laughs> which was an interesting. He's talking obviously about the relegation in nineteen ninety six. So all that's covered. Um They, I think it was initially scheduled on uh, Sky for immediately after the West Ham match, um, which seemed to be a bit unfair because they were clearly expecting City to um, to murder West Ham last week and. Mm. Uh, But it'll be shown plenty on the sky. If you're a Manchester City fan, well worth watching.
2: We've got a a, a minute or so, Martin. Can we do justice uh, briefly to uh, the Paul Merson documentary that you watched?
4: Yeah. Of course you can. The hmm. um the amusing thing about it was he's walking through. It's, it's very nice if you want. I mean, the Paul Merson story again is very very well covered. It's hmm. been on the TV several times, so we know the story. But he walks through the uh, North Yorks Moors, uh, going to Huttonley Hole Gillham. Beautiful, you know. If you want to see the North Yorks Moors. Absolutely brilliant, um, but he's looking at the um, he's looking at the uh, uh, at the landscape there, and he says, "I don't know what all that stuff is." And a caption comes up on the screen saying "heather." Huh? so it sort of gives <laughs> why, he, why
2: does he go to heton i think that was the birthplace of bob paisley i think because that's where my wife's dad was from so oh, really? so he goes up into durham he goes why is he up in durham it's, it's not it doesn't really feel like merson country really
4: no it's not i think that's the thing i mean there's a lot of therapy speak in it obviously he talks about you know i'm in the present i'm in the present now um, and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, in the moment, he says, "I am in mean, the moment Ooh, I'm present." As opposed and to I think us, were just, in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. It's, I think it's just one of the one of the ways that they like to do uh, travel shows these nice. days. And presumably, Ramesh Ranganathan wasn't available, so <laughs> uh, or, or or Miriam Margolis or yeah. any of those other people. Um, and so they they chose Merce to do it. Okay. Um, Why not? Sounds good, you know. Yeah. I'll check it out. It sounds a bit different.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, it's on the iPlayer as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
4: There we are.
2: That was this afternoon's show. We will do it all again on uh, Monday when we'll know who's won the league, who's gone down, who's finished in the Champions League places. Absolutely. And uh, lots more besides. So have a great weekend and uh, we will catch up
1: with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.
0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.